Hey, welcome back to the Behind the Well Show. Elias, how you doing? I don't think I could be better, Roger. Sound like there's a lot of excitement in that voice today. We're going to do something fun today. Okay. So we did. We, we talked about the TikTok videos a couple weeks ago. And Molly made me get it signed. Molly made me get signed up on TikTok. She's like, you have to check this out. That's the place for you, TikTok. You know, I had been to TikTok before. I have the app on my phone. My niece, who's like 12 years old or something, did some dance. She's like, Uncle Roger, check this out. So, of course, you know, I went and checked it out. And then it's just like the endless scrolling. And I never, I don't really go there. But <clears throat> we did the show a couple weeks ago or whenever it weird. I'm not sure. Um, but it was about uh, TikTok and how there's a lot of financial advice. Personal finance is one of the most popular um, hashtags going. Yeah. Uh, TikTok, well, it's the new it's the new platform for financial gurus and people that really understand money. No, it's a new platform for financial weathermen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get to be right and nobody cares. We get to be wrong and nobody cares. Actually, so the hashtag personal finance um, is compiled of videos that have over 4.3 billion views. And now these are just like quick 60 second things, but I thought it'd be fun for us. We haven't watched any of these videos. Let's do uncut, unfiltered, just what's our reaction to these videos? You know, I don't know. We might have to edit some of the videos out because I don't know how appropriate all videos are, yeah. but um, I don't spend much time on here. But the first one I see here, and I'm, I just, I actually put in, um, oh, I think it's uh, investing, hashtag investing. First one here, how to retire a millionaire. And at the bottom it says not clickbait. So it's not clickbait then. So of course I'm going to click on it. So yeah. let's watch a video. Let's see what it is. I have no idea, but I think it'd be fun to just kind of react and see how we feel about these videos. And maybe we can see if there's actually real advice on here or this is all just clickbait. Let's, let's figure it out. Even though they claimed it's not clickbait. Yep. I'm ready for the first one. How to retire a millionaire. If you're between the age of 18 and 25 and you live in the USA, step one, open a Roth IRA. You can do this by going to betterment.com, clicking. Okay, so I'm going to pause it. Step one was open a Roth IRA. What do you think? That's the beginning of becoming a millionaire. Yeah. Good step in the right direction. 18 to 25 in the USA. I, I agree. So far, this is spot on. Um, we recommend that people have a Roth IRA. It's the only known tax code in America. For how long? Who knows? They can change the rules. But right now, you know you're not going to pay any tax and any of the gains in that account. And we've talked about before, who does that Roth IRA benefit the most? The most typically young people getting started out or people that are very wealthy and they're going to be in a high tax bracket their whole life. Or they want to transfer wealth to the next generation in a tax efficient manner. So right. those are really That's the another three good one. So let's see what step two is. Get started. Invest for retirement. Not currently retired. How old are you? Let's say 18. Annual pre-tax income, six grand because you're 18. Type of retirement account, Roth IRA. Click continue. Drop a spicy email. Get you a strong password. Just finish filling all this out. Open an account. When you're done, you'll be good to go. Step two is earn or obtain $250 a month. Then contribute that to your Roth IRA. By contributing like $250 a month from the age of 18 all the way down to 65. And if you do $500 a month from 18 all the way down to 65. Maybe you're balling on a budget, $100 a month. Not bad. So you don't start till 25, 500 a month. Still looking good. And that money is all tax free. Seriously, it's it's tax free. Okay, so that's the video. So for step one was open a Roth, simple. 
They recommended Betterment. Let, what is Betterment? Betterment's a robo-advisor. Um, and those people who are going direct to the internet or a robot to do this, they're saying basically, hey, I don't want to delegate the time, desire, and knowledge to somebody else. I'd argue that your outcome may be better long-term with the financial advisor. Typically, yeah, find it. So, you know, whether you want to do this yourself or hire an advisor, if you want to work with someone, go to btwellshow.com. Both of the, the first thing is easy to accomplish. Open a Roth IRA, whether with an advisor or by yourself, determine whether you have the time, desire, and knowledge to do this yourself. Step two is obtain or earn $250. Well, we'd like you to earn $250. <laughs> I mean, obtain, I don't know what that means. That's <laughs> obscure. I mean, we're going to obtain $250 a month. I don't know how that works, but you have to have earned income to do a Roth IRA. So obtaining probably won't work. Maybe that was a miss spoken statement. You need to have earned income to do a Roth That's IRA. That's just be edited to get a job or have income. Yeah. You have to have, in, have, earned to have income. income to do it. Right. Um, and there are income phase out. So one of the reasons you might want to work with an advisor is to make sure you're not phased out from an income standpoint. If you need to know what those are, you can go to our website, btwellshow.com. Um, we can probably even post a little tax chart on there that shows what those phase out levels are. But Roth IRA, 250 a month grows to X amount of dollars. It doesn't say what rate of return they assumed or what um, investment they used. We could actually get someone a real historical performance of what something did. Problem with history is it doesn't always repeat itself exactly, but it can give you a ballpark as a way to go. But in general, I would say it's not really clickbait. It was a good video about how to build wealth how we talk about systematically and slowly over time. Yeah, I don't think I don't consider that to be like garbage advice by any means. I think that's a pretty good video that's going to help people get started. All right. The next one, the greatest trade in the stock market in 2021. That it already happened? Or I don't this, know. Okay. It just says the greatest. Oh, this is all we know. It's Man, the I don't greatest know. trade of 2021. Greatest trade. Let's see what the greatest trade is because okay, I don't know go. when this was made. It may be the worst trade now. I don't know. <laughs> We just had the greatest trade of 2021 in the stock market. Watch this. We sent out an alert for ticker OBLN at 275. OBLN went parabolic, going up more than 500%. And last week, I made a video about ticker CCIV at $13. Today, CCIV went nuclear to $23 and is up almost 100%. Our Discord members could not believe their eyes. One step closer to financial freedom. Okay. Yeah, you're looking up. I'm, the I'm tickers, looking this up. Right? Ob because okay. I don't know what this is. Obln mm. Abalon Therapeutics. Well, we've talked about this a lot of times. Even if this thing goes to the moon, it probably doesn't affect your long term outlook. I don't know what the price target he put on this is. <laughs> um, I'm trying to pull it up here. I think one of my favorite things about the new, like the TikTok and uh, the meme trading is the new lingo that's being injected into our business like going to the moon and things are nuclear and like right there tendies the, what are these the, tendies the, the, the one ticker symbol went on a rocket ship i love all that so i i don't know what this is but it's yeah it's just crazy i don't even know how people do this no part of this has any determination unless you're going to be a day trader which most day traders don't make money matters. And if you're a day trader, you really just listening to a 60 second video about the greatest trade. They're clearly trying to get people to sign up. This is one that looks good. It was cool. It had like a really cool look to it. Stockbrokers in the background. 
But in general, this buying an individual stock isn't the way to build wealth. In fact, um, Daniel Crosby wrote that book, and he talks about how massive wealth has been built in this country by having highly concentrated stock positions, which would be one stock. But for most people, that's not a successful investing strategy. And being diversified and owning either an index or a mutual fund or a diversified portfolio of investments, inherently we're admitting defeat. We're admitting we can't pick all the winners. And some are going to win and some are going to lose. And that's okay because what we're looking for is a steady trend line or a good average rate of return over a really long period of time versus one stock that is going to do one of two things. It's going to go up or down. I guess it could stay the same. Yeah. And then I'm, I guess I don't know this. I would assume the person who made the video is not a licensed professional. So it's easy for them to make a video and say, oh, I sent out an alert when this stock was $3 and now it's 30. Well, there's no. Yeah. Do they I, actually, I don't know. Do they actually put like a date stamp on when these are created? Cause that'd be good because you're right. They could well, have made this video three yeah, weeks and, after it actually happened. And, and who knows the person who made it, maybe they are a good trader. Cause I, I don't know. I just watched a video for the first time, but if you're not licensed and you don't have any sort of compliance over you, you can say whatever you want. You can make a video on TikTok and basically say anything. So I would just, I'd be careful about who you're listening well, to. Well, that's a good point about being licensed. I'm not sure any of these people on TikTok are licensed because I know our broker dealer, which is LPL Financial, one of the largest broker dealers in the United States, we're not allowed to post financial advice on TikTok. <laughs> so my guess is if you're consuming your information here, it goes back to media filters, man, you got a lot to decipher through because none of these people are licensed. This is like taking the financial advice from the roofer, the plumber, or you know, the doctor or whatever that isn't in your industry and has really no well, idea. They're just, they got lucky and yeah. bought something that worked. It'd be like going to a, going to a carpenter to have surgery. Yeah, carpenters know how to use tools. Surgeons know how to use tools, but they're totally different Here, in application. Here's totally a great, different. great story. My wife, this is probably eight years ago, had this elbow pain. And she went to a doctor that she thought was a specialist. I think it was an orthopedic. I don't know. For a year. It was like, oh, yeah, we'll do physical therapy. And, you know, there's something wrong with your elbow. We don't know. Probably just physical therapy, work it out. Never got better. Finally, my wife goes in and goes, well, I think I'm going to send you to an elbow specialist. And my wife's like, what are you? Aren't you a specialist? Well, yeah, general, but you know, I'm going to spend to a specialist. This is like a year of like out of pocket deductibles and all this stuff. And my wife's like, well, why didn't we just go there first? She goes, well, I just thought it was this. So great question. It, this gets, this story gets way better. This is why we go to specialists to start. So he sends my wife, gives the name of the doctor, university of Iowa hospitals. My, wife obviously types in first thing you do you're going to google your doctor <laughs> oncology department so now my wife thinks she has like elbow cancer i'm not joking and the appointment's two weeks out and she's freaked out she's like i have cancer he thinks i have cancer because he can't get rid of this thing in her elbow so my wife goes for the appointment and walks in and the nurse is like well why are you here well so-and-so referred me they're like don't you know him like my wife's assuming they have a relationship there's like a reason she was referred there. Doctor comes in. He's like, why are you here? So-and-so referred me. He goes, why would he re refer you here? My wife's like, I don't know. She's freaked out. I'm the patient. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't do this. No. The doctor's <laughs> like, 
you're not sick. I can tell you're not sick, but just to make sure, we're going to go ahead and just do the test. And of course, you know, no elbow cancer, whatever that would be. So referred to a real spe- athletic, it was a athletic specialist, University of Iowa Hospital. He works in all the baseball team, the pitchers, all this stuff. Then he's got a resident in there and we go in there and he goes, what's going on? Looks at the elbow and he goes, well, you know, there's like two ways to handle this. We could do surgery or we could maybe just drain the fluid off of it. And my wife's like, do the easy thing. He's like, what would you do? He goes, I think just drain the fluid off. So drain the fluid off, gave her the shot. I don't know what that is. It's like a shot that kind of heals it up. She's never had another problem. I mean, this elbow doctor is laughing. But think about the progression because my wife didn't, well, my wife thought she was with a professional. So you're watching a TikTok video. You don't know who these people are. You think it's a profession, professional. Equate that to your financial life if you go to someone you think's a professional, now you're at the cancer, at the oncology unit, and finally you get it fixed. That doesn't sound like the easy path to get things done. And that's how I feel some of this TikTok stuff is. If you're not working with a professional, I mean, what are you doing? You're guessing, you're taking these people's advice, and clearly they are, 4.3 billion people watch this stuff. And I just want people to be cautioned that we're not allowed to do it. I'll bet you very few broker dealers are allowed to do it because we're using all the same, you know, compliance reporting type backend stuff. Um, maybe if you're a registered investment advisor, you could do it, but you'd be able to go find out who they are. They probably have their name of their company. It's not just somebody on a yellow pad right now on how to become a millionaire, even though I think that's good advice. So the next one, what's our favorite podcast? That's not the, the compound. Well, our favorites behind the wall show. Besides oh, our I show. I thought you meant which one to watch. Yeah, you got it. Our favorite one to watch is The Compound. Yeah, that's my favorite podcast other than our own. And I don't know if people have listened to The to the Compound, but I listened to a lot of them. And the way they came up with the idea to name their show The Compound is because of the compounding effect. The compounding effect of interest and you know, things in life that just the more effort you put in, things compound and get better and better and better and better. The snowball, you know, just like the debt snowball, the more you do, it compounds and you pay more and more and more debt off. The next video is called Compounding Interest. Let's watch it. You're gonna turn $100 into a million dollars in one year just by doing this. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna teach you how to trade options in the stock market with proper risk management and trading large companies such as Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Tesla, Amazon, and so on. No penny stocks, no small stocks. We're gonna trade large companies and we're gonna aim for 20% return every single week. In the options world, it is very doable to do it. So what we're gonna do is $100 turns into 120, then 144, then 172 by week four doing 20% consistent gains. And by the end of the year, a million dollars in your account. This is very doable, but you have to learn how to trade options with proper risk management. And I'm here to teach you strategies on how to do options and how to do it properly and how to do it for all beginners if you know nothing about the stock market, right? All you need to do is click on my profile, subscribe to my website. You get a welcome email with my free groups links. We have over 34,000 members and we're all here to help. So I'll see you in there. I have a very, I have a simple response to this one. No. Too good to be true? Probably is. No. No. Well, it goes back to financial weatherman. He wants to be a financial weatherman and predict what can happen. But he, you're assuming the average average everyday person is going to go figure out how to trade options and make 20% a day. If it was that easy, guys, 
think about 20% a day. If it was that easy, every single hedge fund, every single mutual fund would be doing this. And on all their marketing material, they would say, hey, if you give us $100, we'll get you to a million dollars by the end of the year because we can do it. It's predictable. How many hedge right. funds are promising taking $100 to a million? They're the best traders in the world. They know yeah. the smartest trading strategies. This is like a 26-year-old cat on here saying, trust me, go to my page. 34,000 people follow me. I'll teach you how to turn 100 into a million. I'm not doubting somebody might do that. But the vast majority of people are going to fail and lose all their money while doing that. And Jeff in our office for a long time has had this saying. It's a really good saying. This guy could be right nine out of ten times. But the one time he's wrong and you lose all of your money, it could be cat catastrophic. And yeah. the whole idea of what we do in financial planning is to prevent catastrophic failure. It's to move people to the probabilistic world to make sure we're able to quantify how well they're doing and what they need to do to be successful long term. Yeah. I mean, I guess at minimum, if you just help people along the way or not have their situation blow up, that's a, that's a good thing. But yeah, that's, I don't know. I, someone who tells me I can, with $100, you can be a millionaire in one year. I'm immediately, I don't, I just don't buy it. Not old not adage. If it's too good to be true. What's the market average for the last 30 years? 10 ish percent, maybe a little more. This guy's telling you you're going to do 20% a day. A week. 20% a week. That's right. A week. No, it's not going to happen. Yep. I've been doing all the heavy lifting. What do you got over there? I'm just going to click on one and find out. Okay. Yo, I just got a new job and they offer a 401k and a Roth 401k, which is better. We're both retirement accounts, but obviously I'm better. Because you invest in me with pre-tax dollars, you have to pay less taxes at the end of the year. And my employer offers a match. Dude, my employer offers a match too, but because you invest in me with post-tax dollars, you don't have to pay taxes at retirement, meaning all of the money that grew in your account doesn't get taxed. Wait, so 401k, don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later, and Roth 401k, pay taxes now and don't pay them later exactly so all that growth is tax-free tax-free so it's funny that's the t-chart i've been drawing forever from the day i started <laughs> in this business and i didn't use 401k as the verbiage it was roth ira traditional ira but the 401k and the taxation on the roth 401k and traditional 401k are similar to roth ira traditional but i remember when i started in this business in 2002 i'd take out a draw t-chart in fact i'm going to draw one for molly to put up because the way I proved to people I'd done this business a long time, I got so good at this, I draw it upside down. I could write upside down. They're like, man, you've been doing this a long time. You can write upside down. I'm like, yeah, I've done this well, a lot. Like in your third <clears throat> year in the business? Oh, yeah. By doing it 12 upside months down. In, I was doing it 12, <laughs> 12 I mean, when, you, when you're doing it 10 times a week, you're like, man, I got good at this teacher because I was educating mm -hmm. young I mean, I was 22 years old. I'm educating all the people I know. And saying, hey, I mean, you're out scrounging to find clients and get them in Roth IRA. So I was just trying to teach this story about, hey, if we start investing young, we have all this time to let it grow. This is why this Roth IRA is powerful. And that's what that video just is. All I'm thinking about during that video is my yellow pad with a T-chart trying to explain to somebody the power of this Roth IRA. It depends on the person, though. Like, and this is where blanket advice becomes hard. If you're 58 years old and you're going to start retapping these retirement dollars in three years, paying tax now and deferring to a Roth IRA may not be the right move. You may be better off if you're going to be in a lower tax bracket taking the bigger deduction today 
and going into these dollars later. It's why quantifying the decision-making process with a financial plan is most important. We can quantify. We have Roth. We can go compare contributions into a Roth and a 401k and say, this is what you should be doing with some level of certainty versus, boy, this feels good. But I do like the default option for people who have a 20-year, even 10-year-plus time horizon to retirement to start looking at that Roth 401k option, especially where we are in today's economic cycle. We have printed a lot of money. We're, this country's in a lot of debt. At some point, we're going to have to pay the piper. We're going to have to raise some revenue, which is through taxes or, you know, for the listeners, I mean, the government gets a second job through your paycheck. Yeah, I mean, they, ra- they raise tax. Right. If you yeah. if you have a credit card debt, Elias, and you got to pay it off, you can go get a pizza delivery job. Mm-hmm. Well, if the government has a debt and they have to pay it off, the only way they can do it, through your paycheck. So, um, yeah, I think that, that's actually- cut down on spending or raise taxes. I think we know what, they, what they're yeah. typically going to So that do. was actually a super nostalgic video for me because all I'm thinking about is this yellow pad and a T-chart and drawing this upside down for every one of my friends I could tell the story to. Yeah. So I'll have Molly put a copy of the little T-chart, and uh, it'll be kind of hilarious. You're going to draw it upside down? I'm going to draw it. I'm doing it the real deal. I probably haven't drawn it upside down for a while, but I will. Um, here, I got, okay, I got another video here. Should we click on another one? Yeah, absolutely. Can I help you, sir? I'm just making sure the theaters are running smoothly. Do you work here? Let's just say I'm a partial owner. I'm the money. Don't you come in every Saturday night with your mom? Not anymore. You keep up the good work. One more thing, drop the M. What? It's cleaner. Oh, uh, sure. I'm laughing. So there's that's funny. It's that's funny a good one because there's some slight. There's a line in there that has nothing to do with this, but that's AMC stock is what they're talking about, and you know, as and I think it's a good lesson. People, I think people remember what is a stock. When you buy an individual stock, you're buying ownership of a company. So this video, this guy probably owns like three shares. <laughs> and he's a partial owner. A partial owner. <laughs> and he's in time to tell the guy, you know, what to do. And I don't know if you caught the little, uh, you know, drop the Emmett's cleaner. Do you know what that's from? I don't. So I- it's from the movie called The Social Network, and it's about Facebook. And um, okay. the guy who invented um, Napster. I forget his name. We'll post it in here. There's a line in there, and they're sitting in a nightclub in uh, they're sitting in a nightclub in Las Vegas. He's there with Mark Zuckerberg, and he goes, "Drop the the, it's cleaner." And that was like his big, you know, upfront his initial like change to Facebook because it originally was the Facebook. The Facebook. And he's like, "Just drop the the, Mark. It's cleaner." So it was just really cool because he wanted to be a partial owner. I don't. I wish I could remember his name, but he was a guy who started Napster, and he was part of a lot of controversy with yes. with Facebook. Um, but that was actually really, really funny, Elias. Yeah, that was a good, uh, good skit there. That, that well, was it is really because entertaining. I think a lot of the individuals buying these individual stocks don't really realize what they are. They are owners of a company. How big or how small, they have voting rights of some level. I mean, okay, you have three shares, you have some voting privileges. It doesn't mean a whole lot for one person to have three shares, no. But if you do get a band of people that have the same mentality, they can you know, submit change to companies. We hear about hostile takeovers. It's basically getting board seats, all that stuff. But that was actually really cool 
cool video. Hey Elias, as I'm scrolling through here, I actually see this video and the title is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Part 4. Well, Robert Kiyosaki is who wrote the book Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one of the most well-known um, oh, real estate investors. That's kind of his entire stick. I'll be curious to see if this is actually a take of this or something else or just using the title. But let's watch the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Part 4. I read Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, so you don't have to. The 1% want you to keep valuing these, 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 this, these, and this, so you can't afford this, 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 these, and these, when these are what make you rich. Rule of thumb is to spend less than 50% of what you have in assets on liabilities. Do this for a year and you'll see a difference. Okay, so the whole idea of that video was don't spend money on, I guess, Assets that go down in value, let's call it. There's a picture of a watch, a picture of a yacht, picture of all the fancy stuff, fancy handbags. And then they had pictures of gold and houses and all these different things. Well, that's pretty common sense. If we want to build wealth, handbags isn't going to do it. You know, classic cars might. I went to a cool classic car spot. But, I mean, just general advice, rich dad, poor dad, you know, 50% of your net worth and liabilities. I don't know. I've never done the math on what you should spend. Um, I think it goes back to that's actually irrelevant if you have a plan to get where you want to go. I believe if you have a plan to get where you want to go and you can execute that plan, well, why not go enjoy the niceties? I mean, it goes back to hoarding money. Jeff in our office tells a story about the person who had $2 million in their bank account and there's water leaking through their ceiling. Why? We don't need to hoard money for a rainy day. Like this person was retired like 75. The only people going to enjoy their money was the kids. So that's a true story. They that's a true story. Jeff $2 million, but there's yep. water leaking. There's water leaking through the roof. He's like, I'm not helping you until you fix your roof. They were so They were so cheap. They wouldn't fix their roof. Need a new carpet. And you have, Two million dollars. Two million bucks. Dude, that's like... I mean, that's that's beyond millionaire next door, right? Like, we all hear the stories of the guy next door you'd never know how to million dollars. Right, right. Like he's driving the 35-year-old truck, and everybody <laughs> thinks he's... You know, he doesn't dress nice, and he's a single guy in small-town Iowa. We get that, but this is like an extreme. So, um, yeah, I like, in general, the idea of not spending your money on a bunch of luxury items, but if you are highly compensated and you're doing everything it takes to be successful financially, why not enjoy it? Because if you don't, my line is someone else is going to. Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you don't enjoy your money or whoever inherit, inherits it or the, the state, I guess. And I take Robert, going to enjoy and I take Robert Kiyosaki with a small grain of salt because didn't he have a company that filed bankruptcy here recently? So in 2012, Elias, Robert Kiyosaki's company, Rich Global LLC, filed for bankruptcy and was ordered to pay nearly $24 million to the Learning Annex and its founder. He operated other external business ventures and investments. So at the end of the day, once again, let's be careful. She's giving financial advice, which she has no background in this. From Robert Kiyosaki, who filed bankruptcy in 2012. So, you know, put the filter on, figure out where we're getting it. And that's a good lesson for somebody. Somebody right there could have watched that video. So this is great financial advice because Robert Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki said so. All they had to do is Google Robert Kiyosaki bankruptcy. He can go see whether that's good advice or not. <laughs> or who you're taking it Make from. Make your own opinions. Make your own opinions. Hey, Elias, I got this one on here, and it says our education system. And I don't know whether this is financial or not, but we've talked about this before. Um, the education system in this country 
for kids to be educated about financial advice is broken. We spend more time teaching foreign language in this country than we do teaching financial literacy. Very few people I know are going out on a daily basis and speaking a foreign language. Right. But you know what everybody does every single day? They have to manage money. Yeah, everyone's impacted by money. I don't think about how broken that is. We don't nowhere in our financial system. What you get one or two classes, maybe? So Elias, the whole foreign language thing, I'm not beating up foreign language, but I have a personal story about foreign language and the why we should learn money in school instead of just foreign language. I had a decision to make. I went to a community college here for my first two years. I played baseball. My dad's a professor. Um, so I took like the cheap route. You know, I wanted to be cheap. Mm -hmm. And you asked me, are you still cheap? No, I'm not cheap anymore. But at that time I was. The idea of student debt and all of that burden just, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go in debt to go to school. My parents had saved money for me to go to an in-state school, but you know, I was just trying to be conservative I'm from a very conservative family. Well, when I got done with my two-year program, I had to decide whether I was going to wear the black and yellow or the red and gold. Yep. And most people make that decision based upon... Which one you like for athletics. Yeah, I mean, clearly. <laughs> but I kind of grew up with the red and gold. My, my dad's family's from Ames, so I grew up the red and gold. So I kind of liked them both. I mean, I was like a fence rider for a long time. And I really wanted to go to the red and gold. That, that's kind of where I was going, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. And I started looking at the curriculum. And the red and gold required four years of foreign language. Four? Four years. Really? So I had two done in high school, and it was horrible, like... I was fortunate to have some good friends get me through those classes in high school, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> took the path of least resistance there. <laughs> the Black and Gold School of Business only required two years. Two years. Sign me up. So that's where I went. <clears throat> and that's going. why, it's just a funny story. Whenever I think of, like, compare this to, like, foreign language, I'm not saying it's bad, but why do I need four years of foreign language in one semester of personal finance? There's no personal finance course required in college. But boy, we're going to require four years of foreign language. Why? Right. And what it seems like, and especially when you work in our industry, the only, it seems like that very few people do understand money unless like you have a business degree, economics degree, finance. If you go down one of those paths in school that learning about money is part of it, but then it's everyone else, best of luck to you. See if you can figure it out. And it's not like it's something that, you know, money, yeah, it's not the most important thing, but it does impact everyone. Like, you don't have, you know what I mean? I'm not, you don't have to be rich to be happy and all that, but money impacts everybody. It's not the most important thing. It's not the most important thing, but it's the most relevant thing because without yes. money, nothing happens. I mean, you think about your every, your day, your daily life. Every part of your daily life, money somehow touches it from the clothes you wear to the food you eat to the place you go to work. Every single thing touches it to the ground you're walking on. There's tax dollars involved the ground you're walking on. Mm -hmm. So, but this is cool because the title of this is smart student at the top. And then why school doesn't teach you about money. Well, let's check this out. Cause I'm really curious. I want to know why school does not teach you about money. Mr. Adams, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's up? It's tax season, and you being a teacher, you think you can teach us about it? Uh, let's talk about that later. I have to go over the Pythagorean Theorem. Oh, 
No worries, maybe you can teach us on the home buying process and how to save for retirement. Maybe even teach us how to invest. You know, I want to be prepared. Like I said, we'll talk about it later. You said that last week, you're our teacher. Shouldn't you be teaching us stuff we need in life? Unless you don't know any of it. No, I just, I, our curriculum doesn't allow it. I'm not surprised. Probably why majority people live paycheck to paycheck because no one's taught about money in school. It's 100% what happens. And I have a theory of why they don't teach it in school. Number one, they don't want to teach it. They don't want us to be independent thinkers. We want to create this soldier mentality of you go to school to go get a job and go work every day from eight to five. But second, the teachers weren't taught about it. Yeah, that's they don't I, know about it. They that's don't what I was know. just thinking. And we talked about this earlier. I know people that are in the banking system that don't know anything about money. Right. They that, don't know. They, they're they right. calling me. They These guys are running banks, and they call me and ask me a question. All right, what do you mean? You're giving people, people trust the bankers that they know about money, and you're calling asking me how an IRA works? And you're running a bank, you're a branch manager? How does that work? Yeah. I don't know. Like, if you really think about that. It so shouldn't work that way. shouldn't work that way, and it's a lack of education on the system. And, you know, I follow Dave Ramsey, and he's trying his best. They have a new education program for schools, which I think is a great thing. I think it's just lacking. We could get out of this paycheck-to-paycheck mentality if people knew how to do it. But you know what the first thing we do for college kids is? Well, we rack them with student we sign loan them debt. Up for, we sign them up for a loan. Here, here's your graduation present. Here's $100,000 in student <laughs> loans. Yeah. Best of luck to you. So, I don't know. We're going off a little rant, but I, I think it's fun to watch these videos. I've never really watched many. Molly brought them to my attention the other day, and I'm like, well, this might just be fun to sit down and watch some videos together. Completely unscripted. We hadn't watched any of these videos before we did it. Maybe we'll do it again. It'd be kind of fun. But uh, with that said, if anybody's looking for some financial education, looking for help, you can get us at btwellshow.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPIC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. All performance referenced is historical and is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Premier Investments of Iowa Incorporated and LPL Financial do not provide tax advice. Please consult your tax professional.